Happy, happy Monday to everybody out there. It's that time of the year again. It's that time of the week. It's Recap Monday, where we take a look at what happened over the weekend in the NFL, what happened in your fantasy leagues, who got hurt, who played, what kind of players are worth picking up. And again, we take a look at what's happening in Monday Night Football. We look at both DraftKings and FanDuel on their their monster sites, six-figure payday, Big time money going to somebody, and hopefully it's me, it's you. Somebody takes home that money. If it's not me, it's one of you guys out there. Today on the podcast, we will talk about injuries. We'll talk about waiver wire pickups. We'll talk about the the DraftKings, the FanDuel slate. And as always, we hope we help you get those W's on a weekly basis from us over there on FantasyFootballGenius.com. If you have not followed us on Twitter, please do so. Our Twitter handle is at FansportsGenius. Our Instagram is FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And for all your DFS, your season-long needs in fantasy football, please give us a look at www.FantasyFootballGenius.com where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Let's go on ahead and jump right into the podcast. Let's talk about the injuries that occurred in week nine. Players that didn't suit up, players that got hurt. We finally had a week where we didn't have the quite large number of injuries. The big name players did not go down. I, for one, am happy as my team has has hit, has had the injury bug with plenty of big name players. Finally, this weekend we saw a limited number of players go down with injury. In as before week nine, we saw plenty of quarterbacks, plenty of running backs, wide receivers, and a lone big-name tight end not suit up for their teams. At quarterback, we saw C.J. Beathard with the wrist, Josh Allen elbow, Derek Anderson concussion, and Ryan Tannehill shoulder. All four quarterbacks didn't play. The Buffalo Bills... The poor Buffalo Bills are down to their third-string quarterback, a player that I still have no idea how he still has a job. But Peterman continues to throw picks. But do you really want to throw Allen back out there, let him heal? The season's over. Don't worry about getting him more hurt. Let's see if he can become a better player moving forward and get him 100% healthy. Maybe that's what the Buffalo Bills do moving forward. Of the quarterbacks, I'm guessing Beathard's the only one that really had a big importance on the in any kind of season league, I'm guessing it's more of a two-quarterback league unless you're really thin at quarterback. He's likely just a two-quarterback league type of player. Running back, we see some big-name players there at running back that still continue to sit out. Le'Veon Bell still holding out. He has just over a week left until he has to sign his tender or else his 2018 season is not going to happen. Personally, I wonder if the Buffalo Bills – I mean, I'm sorry, Buffalo Bills. I still have Josh Allen still on my mind. The Pittsburgh Steelers – i got to wonder if they really do want to have Bell uh, sign his tender. They're doing just fine with Connor. If you look at Connor's stats compared to Bell last year, Connor's doing just as good, if not better, than what Bell did last year at this time. And they're doing just fine with what they have there in their offense. you got to wonder if they don't really want to mess anything up there and they don't want to give in to Bell. So they're hoping maybe that Bell doesn't sign this tender. you got to wonder if Bell even wants to sign the tender anyways. And if you're a Bell owner, you got to wonder how much you're going to get out of him anyways. Missing preseason last year, we saw that he struggled coming out of the gate. We're sitting at week 10 coming up. Maybe he doesn't play till week 10 
possibly week 11, and all of a sudden you're needing him to get a couple W's for you, and you're not going to get the type of play that you really expect there. You're doing just fine at running back. Maybe you don't even want Bell to, to come out as well. That's going to be our question this week on Instagram is, do you think or do you want Bell to sign his tender and get back on the football field? But let's get back to the injuries. Um, as well as hold, the holdout for Bell, we also see Ronald Jones hamstring, Royce Freeman with high ankle sprain, Chris Thompson with ribs, and Sonny Michelle with a knee injury. Wide receiver sees a few more names, maybe not as big names as we see, as we see at running back, but wide receiver we see Stefan Diggs, ribs, Kiki Cootie, hamstring, Geronimo Allison, growing, Torrey Smith, knee, John Ross, growing, Allen Robinson, growing, and Jamison Crowder with an ankle injury. And the lone tight end on the list, it's a big one, it's Mr. Rob Gronkowski still suffering from that back injury. During week nine, we saw a trio of players, which is nice to see that we don't have the long list of players go down with injury. Buffalo Bills, they're a common theme here with injuries and bad play. Charles Clay and Chris Ivory both suffered injuries. Clay suffered a hamstring. The backup to LaShawn McCoy, Ivory, suffered a shoulder injury. They're both questionable moving forward. And the Seattle Seahawks saw Chris Carson, who was questionable for most of the week, not playing the second half due to his hip injury. you got to wonder how many were affected by that injury as he's ran good the last couple weeks. Probably plenty of season-long owners had, had Carson in their lineup. you got to wonder if they got the, if got the big L because he wasn't able to get the full workload. A couple names I'm keeping an eye on that uh, were on buys this week, Leonard Fournette and A.J. Green both would have missed this week if they if they had a game this week. Leonard Fournette sounds like he's going to be back for week 10, coming back from that hamstring injury. you got to hope that he's 100% and he can get back in the lineup for many, many season-long owners such as myself. I'm looking forward to him getting back in the lineup, and hopefully he can play more than just a quarter, being that he's, he's been only been able to play a quarter in both games he's played. And A.J. Green dealing with the foot injury. <clears throat> I think it's a toe injury. Doesn't sound like he needs surgery, but it sounds like he may miss a week or two. That's a big injury moving forward. If you have A.J. Green, hopefully you have the backup to um, sustain, sustain the injury. But it sounds like A.J. Green might miss a week or two moving forward. Every week, we put out an article called Monday Morning Water Cooler. It talks about injuries. It talks about waiver wire pickups. It talks about streaming a defense, streaming a quarterback, who to pick up, who, who do we like, who does the genius look at. That's right, for $5 a week or $29.99 for the entire season, you get the Monday Morning Water Cooler. You get our DFS plays, cash games, and GPP. You get the stacks on GPPs, and you get start sits for the season-long leagues. That's right, for $5 a week, the price of a lunch during the week, or $29.99 for the entire season. You get that and everything else, DeGenius and and us over on FantasyFootballGenius.com. Everything we offer, you get for the cool price of $5 a week or $29.99 for the entire season. I'm going to give you a couple little teasers of who I'm looking at at running back, wide receiver, tight end. Also give you a couple streaming options for quarterback and, and defenses. And a few players, if you need the spot to to drop a few players that I have no issue with you dropping. At run at running back, 
Aaron Jones needs to get the ball more. Um, unfortunately, Mike McCarthy doesn't realize that, and he still is doing a committee there in Green Bay. He doesn't realize that Aaron Jones is the best player at, in the backfield that he has on that team. Why he doesn't get 70% of the carries is beyond me. He probably should get more like 80 to 90% of the carries the way he handles the ball there. But he continues to be a split time there with Jamal Williams in Green Bay. I think he could take a lot away from Aaron Rodgers, take some pressure off of Rodgers moving forward, but for some reason Mike McCarthy doesn't give him the ball like he should. Aaron Jones is still my number one pickup at running back. I think hopefully if it's not McCarthy, it's someone taking over. If down the road we're hearing rumors about maybe McCarthy is the one that gets canned, maybe it's going to be after McCarthy leaves that Aaron Jones becomes that star that we all that many think he really is. But hopefully Mike McCarthy can realize that Jones is the best running back in that offense, and he needs to see the field more than he currently does. Another name that I'm looking at is... I'm still high on Royce Freeman. Yes, he's not the player that I thought he originally was, but I still think he's worth a pickup and a, and a stash for your team. With the Broncos' season likely over as a whole and heading into the bye week, maybe Royce Freeman starts to get more looks as they look at more and more of their young players to see what they have for the future. Obviously, uh, Philip Lindsay, great play. I was high on him going into the season. I thought he was more of a 8-10 to 10 type of carry player, one of those splash players but he's becoming a superstar in this league early, and if he can continue this going on, he has a chance for a great career. But I think Royce Freeman still needs to be picked up, even with Philip Lindsay taking over the leading role there in Denver. At wide receiver, speaking of Denver Broncos, hopefully you listened to me and picked up uh, Cortland Sutton. I think he is due for a monster second half of the season, a player that could likely push you over the top and push you into your fantasy football Super Bowl. I think his second half of the season, as they look at their young players, Sutton could have a monster second half, a player that I was very high on going into drafts for this simple reason. I thought there was a very good chance that one or the other of Demarius Thomas and or Emmanuel Sanders could get dealt. We saw DT get dealt, and I think Sutton is in for a monster, monster, monster type of second half. And if you listen to me, hopefully you have him, and feel free that you're probably going to be starting in plenty of weeks and getting monster numbers out of him in the second half of the year. Another player that I'm looking at at the wide receiver spot, <clears throat> another rookie, DJ Moore to Carolina. He's getting more and more looks, getting more and more play there in Carolina, and it looks like the Panthers are one of the teams to beat in the NFC. If they're going to stay with the Saints, if they're going to stay with the Rams, that offense there in Carolina is going to continue to put up points and get wins on a weekly basis. And Cam Newton looks like the star that we saw during, that, during his Super Bowl year. And with Cam Newton getting the ball, DJ Moore has started the show signs of what kind of player he is moving forward. And I also, an, an extra one at wide receiver, Traquan Smith of the New Orleans Saints with Michael Thomas, Alvin, in Alvin Kamara, and Mark Ingram getting many of the looks there in New Orleans. Don't count out Traquan Smith having monster weeks moving forward. He might have a couple in him as well. He's likely not the player that Sutton's obviously going to be. But I think Traquan Smith can be a player that can possibly put you over the top for a depth just in case you need it down the road as you look forward to your play fantasy playoffs, hopefully with your team sitting at a nice spot right now. At tight end, I'm still looking at Jack Doyle. I'm looking at Jeff Hoyerman, Vance McDonald, a few names I'm looking at there. The tight end position has been very weak this year, very thin, trying to find that gold at, at the uh, waiver wire it's very, been very tough. Not many tight ends that we've seen in the past that we can insert in there, but those kind of players I'm looking at possibly being a 
start on, on during the right matchups. Hireman like yesterday looked nice in the Broncos offense, but moving forward, I don't know if that's going to happen every week, but he's definitely a player that I'm looking at moving forward as we look into the second half of the season. And if you listen to me during the uh, draft part of the season, before the season started, I talked about I'm not big into the drafting in Aaron Rodgers or to Tom Brady. Not to say that they're great players. They obviously are the best players in the league at quarterback. I just don't like spending a high draft pick on my quarterback. I like to take a lower quarterback and using the waiver wire for the matchups if need be. Plenty of waiver wire options this week at quarterback. couple names I'm looking at, Blake Bortles, Mr. Mr. Garbage Time himself plays the Colts in that secondary. I think Blake Bortles could have a decent game coming off the bye week. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, Mr. Fitzmagic, continues to show that he probably shouldn't have been benched in the first place. He has a matchup against the Washington Redskins. I think both players are nice options if you're looking to stream a quarterback in Week 10. As for streaming defenses, another thing that I talked about before the season started, never take an elite defense. You just never know what's going to happen to them. Look at the Los Angeles Rams now. Going into the season, likely looked at as the number one defense. They are not playing like that right now. A lot of teams are putting up plenty of points on them. This is why you do not draft the defense early. You take your last two picks and you take a kicker and a defense, and those are what you use for your last final two picks of your draft. So plenty of streaming defenses this week. A couple that I'm looking at, the Los Angeles Chargers against Oakland Raiders and the New York Jets against the Buffalo Bills. As we talked about, Buffalo is a mess. The Bills do not have a great offense. They don't even have a good offense. Maybe They might even not even be bad. That's how bad it is going on in Buffalo. I think the Jets could be a top-tier defense this week against that Buffalo Bills off- offense. And if you need the roster space, a couple names, feel free to drop. Once again, when I tell you to drop a player, that doesn't mean to drop him guaranteed. That just means that I feel comfortable that if you need to drop him, you're not missing a whole lot. A couple players that I'm looking at, Kenyon Drake, Frank Gore, or even Carlos Hyde or Demarius Thomas, feel free to drop them if you need be. If you need the roster space, feel free to drop any of those names for that pickup. And we'll close out the podcast talking about the single game, the Monster Money Slate over on DraftKings and FanDuel. That's right. They continue to have those single game slates where top prize is six figures, likely going to share it with a bunch of people. But if you can find that contrarian lineup where you take down that top prize, it's life-changing money. I know I can use it. I'm, I'm probably thinking that you could probably do the same and if i can't take it home one of you guys out there so i'll give you a few different ways that i'm looking at attacking both sites on that single game slate over on DraftKings for a ten dollar entry fee top prize of two hundred fifty thousand dollars one million dollars in prizes you have to beat out 117,000 plus players but if you can find that unique lineup you can take home six figures the life-changing money that can make you or turn you into a much more of a high volume player and do a lot more if you can take home that money money that i i can use i guess you can do the same so to take home that quarter million dollars who are we looking at starting there on DraftKings? Again, you have a captain spot and you have five flexes. That captain spot is one and a half times the salary, but you also get one and a half times the points. In the past, I've liked using a lower price player in that captain spot to allow me to get all the monster, the stud players. But this week with the Dallas Cowboys and Tennessee Titans, I don't see this game being a shootout. 
I see this game being a low-scoring defensive struggle, maybe with a bunch of field goals. And I don't know why people don't use the kickers like they should in these slates, especially over on DraftKings when money means everything when you're trying to fill out your roster. I think both kickers and both defenses are well worth the roster spot and flexes, maybe even at the captain spot. But one way that I'm looking at possibly getting the best player at the captain spot is maybe using Elliott at the captain and using both kickers and both defenses. That frees up some money. And using a player <clears throat> like, <clears throat> even, though it's a, even, even though it's a PPR league, using Derrick Henry as a flex spot as well. Maybe he falls into the end zone for a couple touchdowns, and all of a sudden you get a 19-17 to game. One side field goals, he gets four field goals. The other side gets two or three field goals. Elliott's the only one that scores for the Dallas Cowboys, and maybe your other flex spot is the one that scores. All of a sudden, you're not sharing the lineup with hundreds of thousands. You're not sharing with the lineup with hundreds of people or even thousands of people. You're sharing with a handful of people, and you guys are taking home some nice money. And you still get Elliott in that captain spot. And if you want to be really different, instead of using Elliott in that captain spot, maybe using a Dion Lewis or a Derrick Henry in the captain spot. <coughs> excuse me. Or talk about maybe using the defense or a kicker in that captain spot if it's going to be a low-scoring game. Just got to see which way it is. And if you're a multi-entry player, find your core, maybe you use the defense and the kickers as your core, and you build around with the Elliots, Zach Prescott, the Marcus Mariotas, the Amari Coopers. That's one thing that tonight we got to keep an eye on for Amari Cooper is I use Vegas, the player props, to see what kind of props that they have out for him. They make money. They make a lot of money doing what they do over in Vegas. They're pretty close on what they do. And if they think Cooper's going to have a big game, I'm going to likely have a little more shares of Cooper. But if they think that he's not going to have a good game and the, and the player props are a little lower, then I may fade Cooper completely because he's a little cheaper than – um, most people would realize, and that he's likely going to be a very popular pick. A lot of people like to see what that new toy is there in that offense. So I think Cooper's going to be very popular. So maybe you, you fade Cooper, and if he doesn't do much, all of a sudden you're going up the leaderboard with the players that played Cooper. Those are a couple different ways that I'm looking at attacking DraftKings. Over on FanDuel, being that they're more of a the deep ball, they're not the full-point PPR there on FanDuel. I like using both running backs, maybe even all three, using a lineup with Elliott, Lewis, and Derrick Henry, along with both kickers. I think this is a kicker game. I think we, we want to attack both kickers because I think there's a very good chance that both kickers get two, three, maybe even four field goals in this game. All of a sudden, instead of seeing like the in weeks past where we see a very high-scoring game, it's a low-scoring field goal defensive game. But again, over on, draft, over on FanDuel, you can't use a defense. So if you want to get a little more offensive on that side, use the ground game and then use both kickers. And if you want to take a stab at Amari Cooper, feel free. He's a lot cheaper over on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings, but realize he's going to be very popular being these cheap. He's right around the same price as Cole Beasley, and he's below both kickers on FanDuel. One way that I'm looking at being different there is maybe instead of using Ezekiel Elliott and MVP, which is going to be a very, very common theme because you're not paying extra for the salary on FanDuel like you are on DraftKings, so you're going to put your best player in the MVP. So maybe instead of using Elliott as the MVP, take a player like Derrick Henry, like I talked about, or maybe Deion Lewis, and see if one of them falls in the end zone twice, has a little bit better of a game than Ezekiel Elliott, and all of a sudden you're different. You're already different having both kickers in your lineup, but you're also different because you don't have the very common Elliott or Dak Prescott is breath at the MVP, who I think will be the the two of the most um, looked at players at that position to get one and a half times the points. Also, don't don't be shy about using a kicker in that MVP to be different as well. Like I said, when, when you look at the fancy points per game, both kickers 
averaged more points than anybody on the slate except for Elliott, Prescott, or Mariota. And if this is a defensive struggle, I can see both kickers maybe putting up the second or even the most points. And all of a sudden, with them at the MVP spot, your lineup is a lot different than anybody else. You're sitting very contrarian, which you want to be in this kind of lottery ticket kind of matchup. Again, it's great money, but you're looking at trying to find the nuts, trying to find a very contrarian lineup. Those are a couple of different ways that I'm looking at being contrarian and trying to take home that top six-figure mega money type of cash over there on DraftKings and FanDuel. Just ways I like to, that I like looking at it. And good luck to you guys over there if you guys are playing the DFS if you guys are playing DFS tonight. Good luck over on DraftKings and FanDuel. Hopefully, if I can't win it, one of you guys can out there. And again, if you have not followed us over on Twitter, give us a follow at FansportsGenius. Give us a follow over on Instagram, FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And for all your DFS and season-long leagues. Give us a look at www.fantasyfootballgenius.com where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Let's hope and continue to get you those W's in season long and making you a better DFS player. We have premium articles and we have free articles. The premium is $5 a week or $29.99 for an entire season. And hopefully you have a fantastic rest of your Monday. Hopefully you guys, if you're playing the DFS slate, you guys cash in your games. And hopefully in season long, you got the W's and continue to move into the playoffs. We will see you next week. This week, when we start to look at week 10, the Instagram um, reaction this week will be, what should we do about Le'Veon Bell? Do we want him in the lineup or not? That'll be the question I asked you guys. We'll talk about it on the podcast this week. And as always, get those W's and we'll see you next week. Have a good day. Hey, welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius Podcast, where winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football league.